Hey guys, it's the Modern Mama here and welcome back to another episode on our podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. If you can tell and hear a slight difference in our audio, I am so happy because we have just upgraded our you know, audio wear and so if this clip sounds great, let me know, tag me, message me and let me know so I can know that I spent my hard-earned money on something good. But let's get right started. Let's get right started. Let's get right into today's episode because we're going to be talking about gentle parenting. And this is going to take us into a whirlwind of different topics because gentle parenting for our family is the umbrella of why we do certain things and how we've established rules in our home. And so let's get started on this beautiful topic. And so this week's question is, what are some things that you've noticed can change within your family that other people may not be so accepting of? And so for us and our family, we've noticed that a lot of people, in fact, everyone that is immediately close to us and that we actually care of their opinion, they are fully accepting and literally encouraging everything that we're doing. My side of the family personally, my mom's side of the family especially, they are made up of teachers, doctors, nurses, and so they focus and they love the fact that I've decided to homeschool. They love that I was a teacher um, especially, but they love the fact that I've decided to homeschool. They love that I'm a stay-at-home mom. They love that I'm um, breastfeeding, you know, I've extended our breastfeeding journey. They love that we gentle parent. They love that we don't hit her. They love everything that we're doing because they did it with us. Now, given, of course, I've mentioned and I'm going to mention that we did get hit as kids. Um, And of course, we're going to talk more about spanking and why certain, um, especially communities of color, tend to go into that route of punishment. And so we're not going to dig deep into that right now, but... On the other hand, we weren't beat every single day or for every reason. Like they were definitely spread wide apart. Um, and but with that, either way, we have seen at least for me, because my husband's side of the family is a lot different. But my influence and in what I've seen growing up, I grew up in a Montessori home, and my mom actually is trained in Montessori as well. And I didn't find that out until recently, and so it was just a great turnaround and moment for me to see and understand that everything in my life, the reason why my childhood was so amazing and I am overjoyed when I talk about it and I have so much pride when I do talk about my childhood is because I was, I grew up in a Montessori home as much as, you know, of course we lived in America, but my mom treated our household as Haiti. Everything outside of this household was, you know, the world. But in this house, we're going to do things like she did it. I mean, there was no sharpeners. We was cutting our pencils. We were sharpening our pencils with knives, okay? So if if you know, you know. And so, um, not that that means Montessori, but, you know, the traditions and the fundamentals of Montessori, whether it's um, no battery-operated toys or little to no battery-operated toys. I mean, but during that time, you have to remember late 90s, early 2000s, computer access and internet access was just getting there AT&T and dial-up and AOL and all that stuff they were just getting there so it's not like we had those things readily available to us like we do now so it definitely made it easier to get into that Montessori lifestyle but for me I've noticed that most of the I guess negative remarks are from either my dad's other family people that I don't talk to for a reason or it's from random strangers. And one thing about me, if you're not paying a bill, if you haven't brought anything for our family, our daughter, you haven't helped out, you haven't been there since I was pregnant, engaged, married, none of that, whatever you're saying is literally, it, it, it just, I don't care. I really don't. And it would take a lot for me to care because you have absolutely no personal impact in my life. Why would I want your input now for my kid? No, you're the reason why I am traumatized. So why would I take advice from a toxic person? You're the reason why I had to go to therapy. So 
of course not. <laughs> and so it could be hard, especially when the people who are speaking negative negatively about your choices in parenting are the people that you you trust or you you are your village. But when you know that the outcome of what you're doing as a parent is greater than those naysayers, that will always propel you forward. The fact that I've learned this from my psychology professor is don't let your trauma be the reason why your child has to go to therapy. And that I constantly am repeating that to myself because I've healed my trauma. That was something I'm, I wanted that to be a goal before our daughter was born. And it took some time even after she was born, but it's a daily process. And I wanted to make sure that I was completely healed from the things that hurt me so that I'm not pouring that into her. My fears should not be her fears. My concerns should not, you know, yes, warranted. There are some things that are going to be similar between, you know, like there's just some things that just don't work in life, of course. But at the end of the day, she should be her own person and make her own decisions and her own opinions on things in her life. And if they happen to match mine or our family, wonderful. If they don't, then that's just what it is. You know, like we have, we learn and we grow and things change. And my opinions may change. They might just stay the same. Either way, she's allowed to make her own opinions. And so I will always say that that will catapult me to wanting to be a better parent and do better and see better and advocate for better because we deserve better. And so that's my take on that question. If you want to give me your answer, let me know on Instagram at The Modern Mama. It's the same thing as my podcast. And send me a message of what your response is. Or you can go on my website and you can just chat with me there as well. And so we're going to get right into the nitty gritty about gentle parenting because I know that a lot of you, especially me, though I'm trained in quote unquote gentle parenting, uh, we've, it's like it's becoming a trend. Like many things that look good, of course, like Montessori and, you know, just homesteading and organic life, clean life, all that stuff. It starts as a trend, of course. Now, Gentle parenting has been around for years, literally for years. Um, that's how God parents us. <laughs> but to be honest, it has been around for years. The name is new. We never called it gentle parenting. We never called it conscious parenting or anything. It's actually called authoritative parenting. That's the psychological term for it, the scientific term for it. And so that's what we that's what we know it as. It's one of the four methods of uh, parenting styles and it's actually one of the best forms of parenting styles you know with respects to the others of course but it's the best we now go lack like eh, the others is a, little, is a little bit much um and one of them we don't even talk about at all and so <laughs> you may be wondering okay mel what is gentle parenting what is authoritative parenting what is conscious parenting i'm hearing all these words i'm seeing these quick 15 20 second videos kind of touching upon these topics but i don't really know what they are i've never seen gentle parenting before i was not raised in a gentle parenting house my parents yelled at me they spanked me they ignored me they made me feel they belittled me I, I grew up with a narcissist how whatever your circumstances were or even if you grew up in a house with gentle parenting and you turned out the opposite the point or the structure of gentle parenting or authoritative parenting is that it is how you treat your children the respect the dignity the love that you pour into your kids that that's what makes it gentle that's what makes it conscious. That's what makes it authoritative. You know, there's a difference between a boss and a leader. There's a difference between, you know, nature and nurturing. It's, it's they can, you could follow the same lines, but there's always that little tang that make it a little different, that make it a little better. And so the thing with gentle parenting is that we kind of follow these guidelines and these guidelines are you know as you may have heard is do unto others as you would want done unto yourself very biblical and 
many gentle parentings, not that you have to be religious, but many of us come from a religious background or we have a religion and belief with our children. And so it kind of trickles down into that. And like I mentioned, God gentle parents us. Yes, we can argue God has done a lot of things, but overall, he's not just blasting people off of the face of the earth every single day. <laughs> he has, and he can, and he will, but that's not a, a reoccurring event. Like, you don't just do one bad thing and then, oh, delete. It doesn't work like that, you know? And so, it's the same thing when it comes to your kids. And, of course, this may be a little bit more difficult if you've never had this example shown to you. But hopefully in this podcast, I can give you a little bit of a taste of what it can look, feel like, and how you can start to do that with your kids. And I always say it's never too late. Now, it can be a little bit more difficult if your kids are past the age of, honestly, like 12, because by then they have already solidified their entire childhood upbringing. But it's still not too late. You can still change the dynamic of your relationship. It's going to definitely take a little bit more time. And you have more of that teenage hormonal effect coming at you as well. But regardless, it can improve and it can change drastically. It's just going to take a lot more work and a lot more patience than if you had started from the beginning. Either way, could be done. And so some of the common approaches that many gentle parenting um families have in common is we have very clear boundaries and directions for our children. When it comes to communicating with your kids, you want to be very clear. Kids, especially, uh, I'm going to be honest, under the age of 17, they need very simple steps. If you go into a school whether it's from grade school up until high school, all the posters on the wall are less than five words. Very simple. It is easy. Don't say it's hard. You can do it. Respect each other. Kindness for all. Very easy words. And like Kevin said, and I've mentioned in my last uh, episode, why say more word when less word do trick? It's very simple. It gets right into their head. They can understand it. They can digest it and they can move forward. We're not going to, even for most adults, some of us, we get overstimulated very easily. We have other mental um, situations going on with us that may make it a little harder for us to sit down and actually focus in on what someone is saying. And so the less words that you're using will help. And so we want to make sure that whenever you're talking to your kids is that you're giving them clear, simple steps and boundaries for them to actually be able to follow. If you can't go to your kids and say, okay, well, what you're going to have to do right now is clean up these toys, fix, up, fix your bed, make a meal, do this. Do, they're not, they might have heard the first word, might, but child, they're not, they, after step number two, they don't know what you said. They just heard, womp, 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 womp. <laughs> I mean, it's not working. And so, I find that a lot of times parents get frustrated with their little ones, especially under the age of 13, and they're like, well, my kids aren't listening to me. I have to yell at them to get my point across, or I have to repeat myself a million times. I have to do this, I have to do that. And it's like, well, yeah, were your, were your expectations clear? Were, if you do this, then we can go and do this. If this does not happen, this will then happen. If this doesn't get done, then this will be the consequence. Is it clear to them? Is it understandable? Are you giving them a list of things or are you having them tackle things one by one? Are you, you know, giving them that space that they can, you know, complain? A lot of times as parents, we want our kids to do things with no complaints and no attitude and no nothing. Well, how? If I genuinely don't want to clean up my room, I should be allowed to express how I feel about having to clean up my room. Am I still going to get it done? Yes. Am I going to hate the process? Yeah. But guess what? It's going to get done. So you want me to fake being happy about doing a chore that I really don't want to do, and then I can't express how I feel about not wanting to do it? Impossible. And that's where that built up frustration comes in. That's when those overflows of big emotions start to come in as well. And 
first thing especially in a home when you're gentle parenting is you want your kids to have that space and freedom to respectfully express how they are feeling emotionally and communicate themselves if you disconnect them from that if you don't allow them to have those moments it will pour out in other ways whether it's aggression whether it's sadness whether it's isolation but it will pour out in other ways and it's different for everyone the second one is you think your kids deserve an explanation when i told you when i was explaining this to my very haitian mother she was very very shocked she's like why do kids need an explanation like i said what i said it is it is what it is because it is what it is like what you need an explanation for and i'm like the thing is that sounds great there's definitely some things in life that i can't really explain it or it's a bit too the context of the situation is a bit too large for me to be able to explain it simply. And so you're going to have to wait until you are a bit more mature or you've gained a little bit more experience and wisdom for me to fully explain it to you, which is normal. But me just saying it's, be it's because I said so does not help anyone understand like, the fundamental reason behind some things. And like I said, there's just some things that it's just because I said so. Like for our family, there will be no sleepovers. That I can't explain. It's just because I said so. And now I can go deeper into it. And most of the reason is because I watch too much true crime and, I'm in, <laughs> and I've majored in psychology and I understand the makings of a sociopath. But besides that, it, it's just because I'm not comfortable with it. I just don't want it. And not everything that you, not every choice that you make will have a firm or sounding explanation to it. But majority of the things in our lives do have very simple explanations or can be simplified. And the problem is sometimes we just want our kids to listen. We want our kids to understand that I'm the leader. I'm head honcho. I'm the HBIC. I'm running sh shit around here. And you just got to go with that. And it's like, okay, that's cool. But you can still have a great team because that's what your family is supposed to be, a team. And everyone is respectful and follows the you know boundaries and rules that are placed in the house, but still are able to be a part of those rulemaking or decision-making processes and actually understand why they're being made. And so a lot of people get shocked when we say that we explain things to our daughter and it's just like why and it's like well because she's a part of this life she has the right to understand and know what's happening in it what's so hard about that just like we feel like we you know you can't trust the government because they don't want to explain things to you but then you do the same thing to your kids there's a reason why they mistrust you there's a reason why you mistrust people because you never really told me the truth or you gave away my option or my choices it's not it doesn't really help anyone the third one is we communicate frequently to our child and in a way that our child can understand. And that does not mean, especially if your child is younger, baby talk or kid talk. And a lot of times, especially in these recent videos that you would see on TikTok, Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or wherever, a lot of times parents would assume that gentle parenting means permissive parenting, which is another form of parenting and permissive as we, you know, if you don't know the definition, but permissive means it's, I like to simplify it and say, it's like you, you're letting people walk all over you. You just let anything slide. You just let anything happen and you don't have any boundaries. You don't stand up for yourself. You're just kind of like a, a, a floor mat, you know, you just let anything happen to you. And that's false because everything needs parameters. Everything needs, you know, some kind of a wall. Because if you just let things run wild and run free, they will run rampant and they, you, they get out of control. And so everything needs some form of a containment. And that goes the same thing with our kids, with our lives or anything. I mean, if I just felt like I could do whatever I want, I'm not going to be married for long. <laughs> and so it's the same thing with our kids. We communicate with them and, you know, in a language depending on your language of course but in you know the form of languages and the words that we're using they are mature or they're per perfect for their age and development but they're also very you know it's like i'm talking to a human i'm not gonna be like yeah baby you could keep you keep keep no we have never done that and i think <laughs> i find it really funny when people do do that because it's like 
they can understand you. You could talk. I talk to my daughter just like this. Hey, Jenny, what do you want to eat today? Oh, you want some pasta? Okay, let's get some pasta. Regular. I'm not going to, you want a little noodle woodle? You want some noodle? No. Ciao. Bye. I, I don't want to be spoken to like that. And I definitely, I don't need her talking like that neither. Because <laughs> that's just so funny. Um, the fourth one is the amount of nurturing we provide. A lot of cultures and communities have these ideas that you can spoil a child or you can you know over love a child and that is very very insane there's no such thing as over loving someone or being too nurturing or being too you know like come on yes there are ways that you can in a sense spoil a person but it's more to do about their attitude and their perspective on life than how much love they have i mean i could say i was spoiled with love but i wasn't spoiled with material things and that makes so that means i i want to be spoiled in love with my partner or with my friends or whomever and now if you want to take that as a negative then by all means but I think that that's a positive. I love love and I love to love people. And I'd rather have that kind of <laughs> spoiledness than material things, in my opinion. And so we nurture our children. We still hug and love on them and make sure that they're, they're in a safe space and that they can come and still cuddle in our arms and find that security and trust and, you know, that honor in us because we are their first base. And so they should be able to come back home and restart and refresh and feel relaxed. And that's the most important thing. And the last one is we set expectations. And this is just like number one, where we have clear boundaries and directions for our children. And with that is setting expectations and not just expectations, but realistic expectations. Too many times I've heard parents say, oh, they meant to do that. They knew what they were doing. They, they, they just wanted to make me clean up. They just wanted to, they just want me to yell. They just want me to beat them up. Uh, I don't think that's how it works, honey. I, I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to burst her, but I don't think that's how it works. I don't think your kids mean to. Yes, at times it may feel, once again, feel. That's your emotion coming out. It may feel like our kids are trying us. It may feel like our kids are doing things on purpose. It may feel like our kids just love being hit. I've heard that before, which is very, very odd. And so when you look at the things that your kids do, like they're trying to personally attack you, everything becomes personal to you. And the first thing about parenting is get out of your motherfucking feelings. Get out your feelings. It's not about you. Their prefrontal cortex, the part that makes or it creates that sound environment for decision making, rationality, conscious thinking and stuff, that's not developed until after the age of 25. And so that means even your entire life, you have not been able to make sound decisions, which is why between the ages of birth till 25, a lot of crazy shit happens to us. We party, we drink, we get drunk, we do crazy shit, we might get arrested, we might, we do a lot of crazy shit because we're not fully developed yet. And so for me now, I'm only one year after having my prefrontal cortex developed, <laughs> me now, now understanding, ah, some of that shit did not make sense. Why did I ever do that? Now I'm finally being being able to be in a place where I can actually say, yeah, that didn't quite make any sense. Why didn't I listen to my mom? Why didn't I think on my own and not? I'm now able to fully grasp those ideas. But if you asked me that when I was 15, I would have been like, I'm going to stand in my word, 10 toes down. I don't care. This is what I want to do. That's, that's because that's what my mind is telling me. I don't have, I don't, that fight or flight response is living in me hard. I don't have any moments to stop and think there's no, no, that whole, you know, your consciousness, she's working on it. She's working her way there. But as far as being able to say like, okay, I'm going, I'm doing this reason because no. And 
and I'm saying this as someone who had to grow up early. It doesn't matter how much trauma you have in your life, how quickly you had to grow up, if you had no childhood, how mature you had to be at the age of six, you still do irrational things. That's just how, it doesn't matter what you had to get done early on in your years. You will still do irrational things because your brain is just not fully developed. It is what it is. So you want to always give your kids or anybody in, in for, for that fact, because just because someone is 35 doesn't mean <laughs> all the time that they will react in a rational way. I'm pretty sure that we've met or encountered people that will blow up at the slightest inconvenience. People who curse out people who, who cut them off in traffic, have road rage, um, have, you know, they get really rude with people in, you know, in the service industry, or they're just really nasty or whatever. We've met all kinds of people who are between the ages of 25 and 99, and they still act however they want. That's just, sometimes that's just how you are, quote unquote, because you can change that. But Everyone has their own form of expectations. And the first part about setting an expectation for your kids is understanding their limit. If I know that my limit is a 10, why would I give me a 20 job? I'm just setting myself up for failure. And I've seen, especially in our communities, a lot of parents will intentionally set their kids up for failure in the act of, well, I'm teaching you how the world works. I'm giving you a taste of what the real world is like. The real world won't love on you. The real world, what? Our kids will experience the real world whether they like it or not, honey. Unless you finna keep them in the, your basement forever, they're gonna experience the real world. You don't have to be the person that shows it to them. You should be the person that when the real world is attacking them, you can at least give them some shelter. You should not be the, the very glass house that you're quote, quote, trying to get your kids used to. How do, That does not make any sense. If they get no love from you, who are they going to get it from? Because you just said the world's not going to give it to them, so they're supposed to live a loveless life? That's why a lot of young men and women were living in this world where a lot of people don't have that emotional stability or support or they they just don't know how to manage their emotions correctly and we're living in this environment where everybody wants to be alpha 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 not even realizing that these alpha and beta men or women were created in the idea of captivity they were they were literally formed in captivity there's nothing special or nothing great about being an alpha it means you're trapped it means you're in this vicious cycle of trying to be the top when it's impossible to be that. And so those are the five boundaries, or I would say parameters of gentle parenting. And it's amazing what those small moments and things can do to impact your child's life and how your child will become such an amazing citizen of this world. And so one of the things, you know, we mentioned earlier is just everybody talking about it. And of course, with anything that we see on the internet, we want to take it with a grain of salt. We want to be very aware that this is a lot of research. I took a, a child psychology with a focus on development and neuroscience class just to learn specifically about parenting styles. Parenting styles alone is a few a few months of research a few months of studying a few months uh, a few months a few months <laughs> of dedication and trying to learn and understand these com concepts because they go far deeper than just you want to hit your kids or you're not nice it goes into cultures traditions ethnicities what you grew up around a lot of non-Western parents tend to have a certain kind of parenting style, more Western parents, you know, and so it depends on where you're from. And so when you're seeing or hearing any of these things, try to take them with a grain of salt. Remember that everybody's family dynamic is different. And so what may work for one person may not work for you. But if you feel like you want some form of individualized plan or, you know, you just want to talk to someone so you can get what you need from your family. I am offering one-on-one -on -one or, you know, family group sessions to coach you guys on how you can better 
help your family develop emotionally, spiritually, mentally, and so that you guys can be closer and have a greater bond in the future. And so if that is something that you're interested in, the link will be in the description or you can go on itslaurevalentine.com and it will be under coaching. And so the reason why a lot of people tend to talk about gentle parenting especially is because we have these two groups of people who believe you can either have, you know, gentle parenting and it'd be great, or you gentle parent and it leads to you having a spoiled, bratty, um, naive child that thinks the world is just going to coddle and love them forever. And that's a very screwed perspective on it. But also, a lot of people get really stumped at the two main things that I've mentioned, which is we explain things to our kids and we don't hit them neither. A lot of people seem to be really stuck on the fact that we don't hit our kids. And, you know, I've heard it time and time again. Well, I I got hit as a kid and I turned out okay. I got beat as a kid and I turned out okay. No, you did not. Let me tell you something. Turning out okay does not look like lashing out. Turning out okay does not mean that does not look like you ghost everybody that that treats you inconveniently one time. Turning out okay isn't does not look like someone who's who has a bad temper these you know or any of those small negative things that a lot of people just like to be like well that's my personality well i'm an aries so i'm a bitch so no that's not normal and that does not mean that you turned out right there's clearly something lost in translation that you're missing Maybe it was a little bit more love you needed. Maybe it was a little bit more communication, understanding, respect, some dignity. Maybe you were taken advantage of. Maybe you were groomed. Whichever it could be, none of it was right. And I guarantee you, and most of the people that I talk to, not even most, all of the people that I talk to, where they always say, well, I turned out right, and I start to uncover their childhood, None of their childhood was all right. They were all traumatized or abused in some way, shape, or form. And so if you're saying that it's okay and all right for everyone to have some trauma, abuse, and some something toxic happened in their lives, then you're crazy. Okay. Okay. Everyone knows that those habits that we have from childhood are gravely important because those are the building blocks and foundations of what we do in our adulthood. And... As gentle parents, conscious parents, authoritative parents in general, we are actively breaking generational curses, treating our little ones with the respect they deserve, and are self-regulating ourselves because after all, it's called parenting, not kidding or childrening or childing. It's called parenting. And that was something I mentioned. I remember my first coaching session and I sat there and I was like wow that was great Melissa good one good great one and I didn't understand what I meant by that when I said it but it clicked because so much of what I hear from other parents or you know coaches is that you know it's your kids your kids your kids your kids your kids come first your kids your kids your kids your kids your kids you change your kids all this stuff but at the end of the day whoever I am as a person I recreate that in my kids. If you are a good, sound, kind individual, you will have good, kind, sound kids. If you are a mean, aggressive, abusive individual, you will either have kids who are mean, aggressive, and abusive themselves, or kids who tolerate mean, aggressive, and abusive people into their lives because they're trying to mimic what they had growing up everyone can see that if i you know a lot of i've had to groan and see that a lot of the men that i used to date which wasn't a lot but the very few that i dated before i found my husband they all had patterns of my father i didn't realize why i was i kept getting my heart broken or I kept having the same relationship pattern, you know, and it kept ending in the same way until I really sat down and I said, wow, all of these men, may they have different ethnicities, religions, backgrounds, economic, you know, 
investment, whatever it is. They came from completely different regions, everything. They all had the same traits. And I am literally made a pros and cons list. The cons won. And I looked back at the things that lacked in my father or that things that I was missing from my father. And they all connected. There was a point in my life where I was looking for a father figure in a random man, which is the most unhealthy thing you can do because a father is a father for a reason. No one can fill those shoes. Not any person, especially not someone who literally did not birth you or participate in the process of having you be born. And so I was placing a lot of pressure on these mere men who some of them didn't have father figures in their own lives. And so it was really the blind leading the blind. And I had to take accountability and realize that it is my fault, my own guilt or trauma that I'm, I haven't healed from, my own pain that I've been suffering that has allowed me to want to keep trying to find that same thing or find men that were projects so I can fix them so that they can be great fathers so then then I can have that father figure. I was fucking crazy, y'all. Fucking crazy. And, you know, obviously every person who mattered the family dynamic, well, it depends on what they get behind it, but they can all be different. For example, my husband, his father passed away when he was young, and so he didn't have a father figure in the home. And he's, I mean, who he is as a father is exactly who I would have wanted as a father when I was younger. And I'm blessed and thankful that my daughter and whomever else we get to have after her will have that image and that example of what a man is. And that's something that he decided he was going to own up and do. Because just because, you know, for him, just because he didn't have that growing up does not mean he should replicate and repeat that same process. Of course, his father passed away. And so that's not what we're wishing for. But, you know, albeit in my case, my father is very much alive and he chooses not to be in my life. And I emphasize my life because he's in very much everyone else's life and so you know even from my case I growing up with a single mother which I hate that term but you know growing up with a single mother I grew up with a lot of love my mom never bashed my father in front of us of course she'll say it in Creole and she did have expectations that we didn't understand what she was saying but I know I was listening um, and so, but my mom was very big on, you're going to build your own opinion on him. I'm not going to allow for my opinion or my experiences with him, you know, change or alter what your experiences with him are. Because he may have been shit to me, but for you, he could be great. And why would I put, you know what I mean? So, you know, so she was very much the example that I always had of how not to allow your trauma to trickle down to your kids and of course you know the first first few years of our lives we were getting hit but there was a time where my mom was just like I can't do this like it doesn't make any sense it's not helping it's not doing anything and it's making y'all distant and so there was a time like after 10 there was no like we weren't getting hit at all and even the few times that we did ever get hit they were very like not to make excuses but when you're a single mom and so many things are happening, you're an immigrant in the country, there's just a lot of personal things happening. You tend to explode and the people closest to you tend to be affected by that. And once again, not to make any excuses because, you know, abuse is abuse regardless. And, you know, hitting is hitting regardless of what's happening. Uh, when you don't have the resources to regulate yourself and stuff, things tend to happen things tend to explode but I'm very grateful that she understood what she was doing and how that affected us and how she she person did not want to repeat a certain kind of pattern and so I'm grateful that she learned that very quickly <laughs> and so we want to regardless of where we are in our lives and I share those moments because I want you to know that I didn't grow up in a gentle parenting household like I mentioned I didn't see that quite often in my home I did but everybody else literally around me was getting they asked me for anything I mean getting they let they lip pulled their ears pulled slapped in the mouth 
mete ajenu, which is you know bent, you know kneeling sometimes on rice, getting hit with with no clothes on. I mean the worst of the worst, like getting hit with sticks, electric cords, the freaking in and out cords, the DVD wires, whatever was available, wooden spoons, shoes, candles. The, the whole night, I got a candle thrown at me once. I mean, the whole nine, y'all. Like, I've heard it all, seen it all, witnessed it all. And it's a lot. And so I want I want you guys to be able to connect and understand that. I, you know, I've seen a lot. I've been through a lot, experienced a lot. And I'm on the other side showing you and telling you that it is very much possible. Even if you've never seen gentle parenting before. And so you may be wondering, okay. Cool. I hear you, Melissa. That sounds really great. I've actually been wanting to do this or I've been starting, but I feel like I'm kind of flaking. I feel like I'm kind of failing. I feel like I'm not really doing what I be seeing people on the TikTok and Instagram do. So I need some help. I don't feel like I'm gentle parenting my kids and I don't want to go out. On, I don't want them to grow up like I did. I want to be better and do better. First of all, congratulations for getting to that point you are already gender parenting you are already doing a wonderful job i know it i'm speaking to you yes you hear me you are doing a wonderful job and your kids are very lucky and blessed to have you in their lives now if you are of course wondering this question trying to hurry up and get the answer out of me like i mentioned you are probably already doing gender parenting in your own way a lot of times because we don't active we haven't actively been able to see what gender parenting looks like we don't realize when we're doing it and so here are just a few things that um you can if you see or you've hinted like okay i gotta do that then you are definitely either already gender parenting or you are close to your way to doing it fully and obviously these are not so specific but they are you know just kind of helpful as a guideline the first thing is that your child feels heard understood and accepted now what that looks like is once again different for every family and different for every child some families allow for their kids to fully express and communicate how they feel no matter how it may sound for outsiders now a lot of people are oftentimes worried like, well, I don't want nobody coming in my house and thinking my kids just run the show. Of course not. But your kids should be able to express how they feel without any repercussions or fear of a repercussion or, you know, they shouldn't have to shelter what they're thinking or feeling because, like I've mentioned before, it will present itself in another way. If you don't get out those frustrations or stresses that you may be feeling, you will just, it will escape and it will look some, like something different. And so, you know, if you give your kids the chance to explain themselves, to talk to you, to, you know, yell and maybe stomp and, you know, get their anger out in any way. And then you, you go to them and you talk to them and you tell them, OK, I understand that you may be upset, but that wasn't really nice what you did. It kind of hurt my feelings, yada, 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 that you are definitely doing gentle parenting for sure. You're doing wonderful. The next one would be equality for sure for sure you want your kids to feel because let's be honest it's not really you're not they're not really having a choice let's be honest i've finally learned what and i might just butcher this word but what, what it means to be coerced into something and <laughs> lately i've been realizing that my entire life is a coercion 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 you know exactly what i mean to be coerced and what i mean by that is i will give my daughter two options which are two options that i've chosen and let her feel like she can choose from the two options that i have chosen and whichever two options she chooses i'll be fine with because once again i chose them and so <laughs> that's a lot of times what parenting looks like i'm going to give you these two shoe options both are very much okay with me and if you pick whichever one i'll be fine because once again i chose them now there's going to be times where we can't do that with our kids they want the pink sparkly ones or they want to wear their spider-man masks and that's not what you had out at all they just that's just what was on their mind and that's when we have to analyze do some insightful work and figure out okay 
what may be the reason why they can't have that as a choice? Is it going to physically harm them? Is it going to impair a ability? Maybe if they wear the sparkly shoes, it's too slippery for where they're going, so they're going to definitely slip. Or maybe it's, you know, it's the kind of shoe that gets dirty easily and you're you're waiting for a special occasion to put that one on or if it's a spider-man mask maybe the mask is safer indoors but outdoors vision is blinded they are more likely to trip fall and hurt themselves that is a very sound explanation once again to your kids and letting them know hey i understand you really want to wear this or use this or have this but at this moment we don't have the money or at this moment this is not what we came to the store to do look at the list this was not on the list sometimes we may go off of the list to get random things but today we have to follow the list or whatever and now a lot of people hate having to explain themselves trust me i was once that person but we have to understand that there are a lot of people who are not in our mind. Okay? Now, I, I said a lot of people because I don't know what your situation may be. You may have schizophrenia. I don't know. Either way, most people don't have people talking to them in their mind. And so, your kids and no one else knows what the hell you're thinking about or what you have going on. And especially if you're that kind of person, because I end up doing this sometimes where once I'm in a groove, I just move and I don't talk to people. And I kind of expect for people to like figure out what I'm doing and move accordingly. Your kids will never do that. Maybe one day when they get older, but it'll take them a long time. And by that time, you're not going to care about them following how you move because child move on your own but my point is is that you have to talk to your kids you got to talk about the things that you're doing and give your kids some kind of a choice or make them feel like they have some kind of a choice you know and those can be easy it could you know be like oh do you want to eat pasta do you want to eat burgers tonight either one that you were going to choose i may have made one but hey you know it could be little things it doesn't have to be the most drastic thing like do you want to move out the country no okay then i guess we won't get the new job that's going to pay us six figures no honey if we got to move we got to move baby okay we're going to deal with it when we get there but you know there's obviously a lot of choices that as adults we have to make on our own and our kids just they can be a part of it and understanding why those decisions have to be made but you're you saying you don't want to do that is not going to change the fact that we have to do that and those are that's just some normalcies in life in general there are some things that just happen that are out of my control and that is something everyone needs to understand there's definitely a lot of adults that don't understand that things happen whether you wanted it or not but they happen and a lot of times a lot of people don't know how to handle those and so you want to give your kids that not little not a reality check but let them know that hey we're not in control of everything there's just some things that just need to happen and you don't have to be happy about it you can definitely express how you feel about it because that's your emotions you're entitled to them and own them but there's ways that we can handle what happens after the next one is boundaries now every person every person in this world should understand that people are entitled to their space and that includes kids and now if you haven't listened to my other podcast where i talk about um, teaching consent to your kids and family definitely go back and listen to that podcast because boundaries is a big thing in that consent and boundaries are go hand in hand but with boundaries a lot of times we feel like we own our kids well they came out of my body i made them they come out of my nuts i did this i did that but they're their own person now sucks you had so little to do in the beginning now <laughs> they are their own individual <clears throat> excuse me and there's a lot of things that they just don't want to do just like there's a lot of things that you just don't want to do now given a lot of things like i mentioned before that i don't want to do but i have to do them i don't want to go to work but i have to go to work or my bills won't get paid that's just something you have to do but for little things that we do have you know choices and we do have the options to set boundaries and allow for your kids to be able to set those boundaries and respect them if your kids say ma pa i don't really want to hug right now or i don't really want to talk right now respect that don't oh well i'm your mother you should be able to hug me anytime i want to hug uh okay 
okay i guess i guess that means that when i get older i can just let anybody hug me and touch me even if i have verbally said that i don't want that okay thank you for teaching me that very new skill um or whatever it is if you give your kids boundaries and you let them just be them in of course parameters then you are definitely gentle parenting or on your way to gentle parenting if this is just something you're touching on and the last one which i personally feel like is really important because it provides so much confidence and independence and really really helps them a lot which is open dialogue nothing is more damaging to a child than feeling brushed off unheard or having someone else speak for them giving your kids the proper tools to allow themselves to have the confidence to talk to you openly is an amazing thing to instill in your children and like i mentioned earlier in this episode there's a lot of things our kids are gonna do and say that it's gonna hurt our feelings but get out your fucking feelings get out of that bag a lot of times we're trying to get in the bag get the bag uh-uh get out your feelings bag it's not that deep it's not that personal and i'm saying this as someone who's very emotional i cry at everything and so i've had to learn and i'm still learning and i will continuously be learning that it's just not that deep it's not directed to me it's not personal she's not doing this to hurt me they're not doing this to hurt me now of course there are some people who do things just to hurt you but those are typically people who are a lot older and their intentions are malicious like they are intending to do wrong and i mean that's a different case different story many a times our kids do not have malicious intentions their intentions are literally i saw i saw a rock i wanted to jump off i jumped that's it like (laughs) it's just impulsive and when we begin to understand that our kids just run and work on impulse is when we will be able to i guess be better understanding why they do certain things as an adult, even some of us adults do not do well with impulse control. I mean, there was a whole show called Jackass where they were literally, they had no lack of impulse control. But when we start to realize that, okay, I can actually look at a rock and be like, yeah, that don't look good. That don't look safe. I ain't finna jump on that without having to actually get to the top and almost jump. That's how you know, like, okay, I've relinquished my impulse control. Now, of course, we all have those funny, intrusive thoughts where you may be doing something and you're like, I wonder how it would feel if I jump off this bridge right now. But that's where our impulse control comes in and like, bitch, don't fucking jump. You're going to die. And you're like, oh, death. Okay, cool. You know, but once again, like I said, prior to 25, that's why a lot, a lot of humans, you know, unalive themselves because their impulse control is not regulated. However, when you instill these skills in your child younger, it can formulate and, you know, those foundations will definitely be more concrete a little bit earlier and be able to stick a lot sooner than most people. And so you want your kids to be and feel confident in their voice voice and in their choices if my daughter says no it's no and it's no to everybody it's no to me it's no to papa it's no to grandma it's no to her godmother it's no she said no what do you want me to do about it change her mind for what she made up her mind and i'm gonna respect her decision I may not like it or I may feel for me personally, I may feel embarrassed because, okay, she just says she don't want to hug you or she don't want to show you affection. But how fucking weird does that look me forcing a child to show you affection as an adult? I think you could get out your feelings about that one or whatever the case may be. There's even days where I remembered being young where I there were some days I just didn't want to go to school maybe I had just encountered someone who bullied me yesterday or whatever the case may be or maybe I just had like a week or two worth of tests back to back or every other day and I just really wanted a break I just really wanted to be able to stay home and just take a mental day off and my mom is like "Mm -mm, baby you better get your ass up you know 
those are required for our kids as well, regardless whether you're homeschooling, unschooling, or you're doing traditional schoolings. Everyone deserves a moment to just be like, I just want to take a break. I want to just tap out and relax and just unplug and just be by myself. Can I do that? It's like, yeah, of course. Hell yeah, do that. In fact, do you want someone with you? Because I need it too, or whatever. And so when you give your kids that ability and those foundational elements for them to feel that and they know no means no for me and I stand firm in whatever I say and no one can change my opinions or change my mind, oh, you are creating such a powerful powerhouse of a human because there's plenty of adults that someone can just do you mean to say no and they're like uh, uh maybe maybe do i mean to say no and it's just like uh child what was your answer like how you gonna let somebody else who's not your main character because you can only be your own main character in your life you're gonna allow someone who's a side character in your life change the course of your life i didn't know they had that many that much control and so if you feel like okay i'm kind of doing these things or all right maybe i could work on this or whatever then like i said you are already on your way to being a great wonderful parent and you are already doing gentle parenting in you know many different forms if you believe that you any of these lists that i've listed follow along with what you do as a family and so one thing about gentle parenting is that it takes a lot of time especially if you've grown up without seeing it ever it's gonna take a lot of time and that's the beauty of parenting it's not easy i don't know who came up with this damn word and like using it with us but nothing in life is easy i hate that word Nothing in life is just going to come to us like, oh, once I become a parent, I'm just going to know. No, the fuck you don't. <laughs> there are still people who are in their 30s having grandkids who are relearning parenting all over again. And that's the fun part about parenting and learning in general. You are always a student. Even as a teacher, I am always a student. Always. I'm a student first because there's always something to learn. Tomorrow, I'm going to learn something else and I'm going to take that in and put that into what my, my knowledge bank and use that going forward. But be proud in learning something different, changing your routine, changing your habits, because it can only benefit you. There's never been a positive change that has negatively benefited someone. You know, like, well, it can't be negative and benefit, but that's negatively impacted someone. If it's a good change for you for your heart for your soul your spirit your mind emotions it will always have a positive impact on your life so why not accept that with open arms yeah it's scary yeah it's different yeah people may say that you're being weird or you you want your kids to be too good or you trying to get them out the hood or you want your kids to be bougie or you people will have anything and everything to say regardless of what you did with your kids let them talk at least your kids are going to be sound, kind humans while theirs turn out however they chose to parent. And you can then live your life knowing that you've created the next generation of amazing, innovative, and kind leaders with character and dignity and morals and an ethic compass to just be able to have confidence and know right from wrong and stand up for those who can't stand up for themselves, be the voice towards oppression, make change, be an advocate. I'd rather have that baby than the latter, for sure. And I don't care who got anything to say about it. I know for sure that my kids, oh, they're going to be good. So why not rejoice in that? So... That's what we're going to end off with today. We are almost running in on an hour, y'all. But thank you so much for listening. I think we've actually hit an hour. But either way, thank you so much for listening. And if you've listened this far, I really appreciate you. It's always wonderful when I get a chance to talk to you guys and really just dig deep into the secrets of parenting and really just tell you guys all the tea and things that I've learned and that I'm continuously learning because... 
we never stop learning and so definitely make sure that you come back next wednesday for another episode all of my podcasts episodes get uploaded every wednesday by 7 a.m so if you want something to be able to listen to on your way to work it will be on in live by then on all your favorite stations and so just make sure that you subscribe or you follow or you download or you like and rate us and stuff because that helps more people figure out and find out who we are and and get to enjoy us just like you guys do you you can't be keeping all the good secrets y'all okay but i will definitely catch you guys next week it's gonna be september guys when we next talk to one another well next when i'll talk and y'all listen (laughs) but i am so excited for september and fall and christmas i'm already counting down on halloween movies and my christmas movies guys that's a lot, but <laughs> I think we might have to do a little fall countdown thing, Christmas countdown. But either way, thank you, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Love you. Be safe. <laughs>